You're listening to the Human Up Podcast. My name is Victor Ong, and this is the place where I'm documenting my own journey in developing emotional intelligence and resiliency through this modern technological age that we're in to use emotional intelligence, aka EQ, to not only find fulfillment in our relationships and, and clarity in the work that we pursue, but to find that joy and fulfillment and meaning in ourselves as well. To me, emotional intelligence is not only how to identify with what we're feeling and how to communicate that, but it's also how to use emotions to our advantage in a way that is productive rather than destructive. I talk a lot about my definition and, and what that means to me as well as my journey in developing this in previous episodes. But for this episode, I wanted to read one of my older blog posts about my struggle as an emotional man and as an Asian American, which is the title of the blog. <laughs> but it seemed to have gained a, a quite a bit of attention on Medium and it seemed to have connected with quite a few people. So I figured I'd record it in audio form for people who don't really feel like they have time to read. So here is the blog post, uh, My Struggle as an Emotional Man and as an Asian American. What does it mean to be a man? Oh boy, that's, that's a question, isn't it? I even hesitate asking it because maybe part of being a man is not questioning your manhood, right? You just be tough. It's not that hard. Well, to be honest, it was for me. I think the root of most of our social issues today are because men and some women haven't been taught how to work on our emotional intelligence. And this was especially true for me. I didn't know it was called emotional intelligence at the time, but reflecting back, I was incredibly unintelligent when it came to dealing with emotions. I had no self-awareness, self-love, empathy, or social skills. I suffered with anger, annoyance, frustration, rejection, loneliness, embarrassment, and insecurity, all of which I was not allowed to express. They said it was not manly. They said I was being too sensitive. I had no avenues to express what I was feeling, and it's been bottling up, getting all tangled with each other, and now it's extremely difficult to sort it all out. I've been taught that intelligent people don't let their emotions get in the way of what is real or what's in front of them. Intelligent people don't show weakness and vulnerability. Intelligent people ignore the negative emotions because having them means you're unstable. This was something that was both purposefully and subconsciously taught to me. I know the men around me were well-intentioned, but they were one of the driving forces for stunting my emotions. Maybe it was either a cultural thing or a generational thing, but I saw the same thing with my friends, their dads, and in mainstream media. Every man around me was always tough and never cried. I knew I was a boy, I identified as a boy, and I wanted to be part of the boys. So I kept my feelings to myself, because that's what all the other boys are doing. But for some reason, I was still unable to connect with a lot of people. I went to predominantly white schools, so I don't think anyone was used to seeing an Asian kid. The rare ones they did see were on TV, and they were either quiet, unromantic martial artists or effeminate, awkward math nerds. Already, I was playing the game with extra weights on my ankles. I was an emotive boy confused in a culture where I was told not to feel. 
man, even sitting by myself and talking into this mic and, and, or writing this back when I was writing this is weird to me. You know, I never talked about this as a kid growing up. I would always lock up around anyone who showed too much emotion, good or bad. Even saying the word feelings made me feel weird and exposed. And anytime I was able to express my emotions, it would seemingly be at the wrong times. I laugh or smile when in serious or uncomfortable situations, coming off as insensitive or awkward. I cried when there's even just a tiny bit of sentiment coming off as a crybaby. My brother even recently said that when we were kids, he would get confused every time I expressed a strangely timed emotion. And it was all because I was and am very emotive, but didn't really see that in other boys who were displaying tough, nonchalant, neutral expressions. And anytime I was expressive, I was made fun of or called out. Seeing all of that around me and on screen as a kid forced me to internalize how everyone else perceived Asian men. And because of that, I struggled with my masculinity. I overanalyzed how I thought other people would see me, which led me to doubt myself, to feel low value, unattractive, odd. I crushed on so many girls, none of them giving me the light of day, and when someone did like me, I was either oblivious, emotionally out of tune, or didn't believe that they were genuinely interested. I was shy and awkward, especially around girls and anyone I deemed the cool kids, which was basically everyone to me. I, I thought they were all better than me in every way. I let it get in my head that women probably think Asian men are terrible romantic partners because it's what everyone else sees in the media. That limiting belief, that lower self, that negative self-talk consumed my whole being. I would never cold approach anyone if there was no reason to. And it wasn't because I thought I would be awkward or weird or not know what to say, but because I projected onto them that I was never good enough. I thought they would never find me attractive because I'm Asian, even to other Asian girls. See, being emotional is probably one of the last things you would associate to quote-unquote being a man. And the older Asian men around me didn't go deep with emotions with me or anyone else. You'd have to get them wasted before you see any signs of vulnerability. I understand that, especially with family. You want to show strength and solidarity, show no weakness so that Everyone can take solace and, and trust in you. But what it taught me was that I was a lesser man if I did show any sign of vulnerability. I see now that things are starting to change. Men are talking about it, and it's been amazing to witness. But we still have a long way to go. So talking about the quote-unquote softer stuff, like what we are feeling, our emotional and mental health, never happened. My dad would sit us down quite often, actually, and tell his life stories, and there was definitely a lot of emotion in there, don't get me wrong. But there still seemed to be a disconnect between our hearts at the time. I think it's just something that's common within a, a father-son relationship, especially for teenage boys, to you know, not want to sit down and be lectured all the time. So I interpreted his stories as his way of lecturing us, and there didn't seem to be as much listening as there was talking at us. Sure, maybe I was too young to understand or too selfish to expect anyone to feel what I feel, 
But now I'm at a great place with my family and I feel comfortable sitting with them to talk if I need to. But back then, I would have never even thought about it. I didn't have the trust to expose myself without judgment. I love both my parents to death and what they have done for my brothers and I, especially for all that they've sacrificed to come to America to give us a good life. I am so deeply, enormously, profoundly grateful for them. Being a parent is definitely the most difficult job. Because of that, though, I, I still do feel so extra by writing and, and speaking about something so traditionally silly as our feelings. As if we have no time to just sit around and feel. I should be studying, working, planning, supporting my family. None of this expressing myself. Saying I love you? Oh, no way. Not going to happen. Too weird. Again, this is not me complaining or holding a grudge against anyone. Everyone did the best they knew how. And my parents have instilled so many other great values in my brothers and I. But I realize that I've been missing out on my own growth from not being able to talk through these deep feelings with people. Like what it felt like to trust someone, what human connection felt like, a better sense of self or confidence, clarity with expression and communication and, and my values and my strengths and what I want out of my life and in my relationships. Without expressing any of that, I felt alone. And hiding my emotions was isolating. It's a good thing I had my brothers and, and some friends to help me through this. But the bigger question is, why aren't there more people giving us this space as kids growing up? Or even as adults as we age? It seems to be something that's missing in, in our society today where because we don't have this outlet, Unless, of course, you had the disposable income to afford services where people can sit down with you to allow your expression. If you didn't have that, you end up feeling like you have to take care of everything on your own. And you start developing a, a lone wolf syndrome. You start developing independence, sure, but a sense of loneliness as well. I am so glad and happy to hear that schools are starting to incorporate more emotional intelligence training and skills and tools in the curriculum, and I talk a little bit about that in my previous episode, but it's still something that's missing for adults and in the workplace and in our personal lives as grown, responsible human beings, where we have a lot more obstacles and, and things to deal with. It's a missing skill that we seem to lack in our humanity and in our inventory. So, what's next? Look, I'm not looking for the pity train here or to play the blame game. I'm working through it myself, and honestly, writing and podcasting and connecting with others has helped me so much with that, even in the last few years. It was hard for me to grasp, but now I understand that I have no control whether or not I am Asian, American, or a man. So there's no reason that should affect how I feel and carry myself. I cannot let my circumstances define and confine me. The more I worry and frustrate myself over something external that I can't control, 
the more I'm giving away my power to it. And that's only going to hold me back. So the only next step that I know is to just continue this journey, to continue being comfortable with how I'm feeling in the moment, and to be able to express that, no matter how difficult it is. It's always easier said than done. But again, so is lifting 240 pounds of weights, for instance. So it's a muscle. It's a practice. It's something that we have to build continually. And I know if you're like me, you know, the instant gratification is real. When we look at something as intangible as our emotions and as vague as this emotional state and result of confidence or assertiveness or expressiveness, it might seem overwhelming to even figure out where to start or how to tackle this. But all you need to do is take one step at a time. The first being self-awareness and identifying with our emotions as we feel them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I am definitely going to continue this journey in my own emotional growth and finding all the tools to better help us in developing that emotional intelligence. So don't forget to subscribe or follow on whatever streaming platform that you're using to listen to this right now. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, don't forget to leave a rating and review. That will really help me in getting feedback on how I'm doing with this podcast and the topics that I'm talking about and on how to improve. If you really want to stay connected to me and my newsletter, you could subscribe at victorung.com slash subscribe. And if you're really motivated and really like this episode, don't hesitate to share this on social media or with someone personally that you think could benefit from something like this. So with that, thank you so much again for listening and I will catch you next Monday.